politics, the activities associated with the governance of a country or other area, especially the debate or conflict among individuals or parties having or hoping to achieve power. This week, we're talking to Brian Gregory about politics in the church. What is separation of church and state? Do politics have a place in church at all? And most importantly, was Jesus a Republican or a Democrat? Hmm, it's coming at you. Check it out. This is The Reckless Pursuit, a podcast crafted and created to dive deep into what it looks like to be a follower of Christ in a modern-day world. We span topics across the board to seek out truth and to gain a deeper understanding of one another, to find common ground and answers to life's hardest questions. We all have a story and a struggle, a calling and a conviction. Together, let's take a hard look at ourselves and effort to view what others see so we can be the best reflection of Christ possible. I'm Cody. And I'm Elaine. Now, let's get reckless. Welcome to The Reckless Pursuit. This is episode 16, and it's uh, the official continuation, but it's a different topic from last week's episode. We still have uh, Brian Gregory here with us. Hello. Yes, so you're catching this the week after, but for us, it's like 30 minutes after the last episode. (laughs) So we're still fresh on last week's topic, and maybe you've already kind of forgot what we talked about. You may want to go recap that, because I'm sure that conversation may bleed. But this week's episode is about politics in church. Last week we talked about race in church. This is politics in church. So we're just stepping <laughs> we're on all the controversial issues. We're stepping on everybody's toes all the way across the board. That's okay. Though. And this is Elaine's favorite topic in the world. It's not. Why not? I don't Why know. Not? What's, hold on. This is no. Honestly, I I really want to know this because I, I hear a lot of. Christians say that they're like, I just don't do politics or whatever. So why do, why don't you do it? Well, well, one, like I'm just very ignorant on both sides. Yeah, and yeah, so like yeah. I can't really say, well, I feel this because I haven't done a lot of research yeah. on either well, side. Well, you're better than most in that area. <laughs> and so, I have all the opinions because Facebook told me so. Yeah. No, and so like. MSNBC. Yeah, yeah, and so like I just not a very like controversial person yeah and so yeah. i don't want to just blurt out things that i have no whoa, 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 idea what whoa, whoa. I'm you're not controversial no, i'm good with conflict she's getting controversial no <laughs> no like i'm good with conflict like if i have a problem with somebody i can tell them if i know what i'm talking about okay and so like i don't want to just blurt out and like offend people if i don't even know what i'm talking yeah, about yeah yeah so yeah. that's, well, that's why usually what facebook and twitter are yeah, so you yeah know. and so like i avoid <laughs> all of that like the plague like i just unfollow people like it's, mm-hmm. it's crazy yeah. she's my balance because i'm like the ultimate facebook troll i just get on there and i'm like let me see who i can offend oh, just to do it oh my like, gosh let's, let's not do you have to write them in you have to be like come on come back like i write out these long things and then uh-huh. she's like what are you doing and i'm like oh i'm replying to so-and-so like what for and i'm like because i want to make them angry i don't know <laughs> i'm like no because i love being sarcastic she's like should you really well, like, and I think delete. that's, like, the biggest thing is, like, a lot of conflict with politics is, like, a lot of people are just trying to get their opinions out yeah, and offending yeah. people on purpose. Yes. And so that's not, like, I don't want anything to do with that. <laughs> yeah, that's like, definitely... you're just trying to push your agenda and, well, like, feel good about yourself. It's so. because the news has, like, turned debating into, like, these yelling matches where yeah. they just, like, well, gripe debate each other. is news now. That honestly yeah. what it right. is, you know. Well, but, like. You could have a healthy debate where it's like, this is my point and this is your point. We can learn from each other. But yeah. news is just like, 
you're a freaking moron. You yeah, suck. Yeah, well, yeah, like, yeah. Facebook makes you feel bad about yourself because it's no longer about like what you're passionate about. It's mm. like you're attacking that person. Yeah, and I don't yeah. want. That's why I don't like. I, it. I I know I know for me like I have to. Uh, I didn't, this is probably one of the reasons why I got off of uh, Facebook and Twitter. We were talking about that earlier yeah. before the, we recorded this. But, like, I usually am very good. I, like, I'll share certain things. But, you know, like, I'm usually very good about just avoiding, mm-hmm. you know, stuff. But then, like, there will be some times where either the the fire of Jesus or the fire of my own flesh. Yep. <laughs> uh, which is hard to, well, it's not hard to discern. But sometimes I think it's, I think it's worse or the, the other. Mm-hmm. But, like, sometimes it's just like, oh, I got to respond. And then, like. I'll go like two, three hours of just like going back and forth. I'll be like, this was not a good use of my time. <laughs> I have wasted my day. <laughs> yeah, I'll just be yeah. like, okay. You know, and I'll be like, ooh, they responded, like, come back. And so like, ugh. but I, I think the thing is, is like about politics is like, you know, you were talking about that. I don't think people listen to hear and understand. Mm-hmm. They listen to like respond. And so like the problem with kind of like with politics and the reason we're just going, I guess we're just diving right into it. Yeah, man. Like, you know, hey, I get yeah, the intro stuff. We're going to get right into this. Um, I just think that, you know, people kind of like with race or whatever, but like people have to listen to understand. Right. Uh, regardless of your political beliefs, which we can get into like the, the specifics of that a little bit later. But when you're, in order to talk about these issues, you really have to say, okay, I want to hear what you have to say. I want to hear your heart. And, you know, let, let's like, let me try to understand you and I'm going to express myself. I'm not going to like demonize you and call you Satan for your beliefs, you know, but you know, you're my brother in Christ. You're my sister in Christ. You know, let's talk about it. You know, I think the big thing with politics that I've come to realize, because I grew up, you know, in the South, the South is primarily, I mean, there's, there's, pockets of everything it's not as easy as like yeah. blue state red state but yeah like i you know i grew up pretty conservative mm-hmm. um i'm not gonna say republican i was kind of always taught like always independent yeah but uh yeah. like i guess i'm probably a little more middle of the road mm-hmm. than like a lot of my family even yeah. yeah and uh and like i have friends that are like extremely liberal and extremely mm-hmm. conservative yeah. and like to kind of cover the span and like the one thing that i've had to realize is uh, everyone's kind of attempting to do the same thing. They just have very different opinions on how to yes. get it done. Yes. And so, like, politics in the right way is, like, let's discuss all the different variables on the table to yeah. find the best solution. Yeah. It's a trial yeah. and error process. Yeah. But it's become very, like, you know, kind of like going back to race, it's become, like, an identity. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. It's the yeah. us versus them, the black yeah. and white. There is yeah. no middle ground anymore. And so it's, yeah. like, it's kind of pinning... Uh, this versus that, and specifically in church, uh, <laughs> we all know Jesus is a Republican. Yeah, yeah, Jesus is a Republican. You know, he was he was raised in America, absolutely uh, blonde hair and blue eyes. No offense yep. to you, Cody, but you know, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, this is what people say. Yeah, you know, why he, Jesus? He had apple pie and all the different stuff. You know, Jesus absolutely. was, a, or or you know, you got all the other people that like, no, Jesus would be a Democrat and like, da da da. It's like, no, like Jesus would. He care. rode in on a donkey. Yeah, he rode in on a donkey. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. got it. You know that. Uh, no, <laughs> I just. I I just, oh God, I just, it's, so I'm a, again, I, I think I said this on a previous episode when I introduced myself, but like, I'm a political science major, so like, politics is in my blood. I didn't grow up in an explicitly political household, though. Right. Like, my, uh, you know, my, like I said, my dad's a pastor, my raised in church, all different stuff, and, uh, you know, my parents always voted. I remember the 2004 election, uh, 
my dad voted for Bush, my mom voted for Kerry because they just had different oh, wow. opinions on this. Yeah. So it's different. And then like all the kids, like all the kids separated. So like I think it was like my sister and two of my brothers were were for uh were for with my dad for Bush. Mm-hmm. And it was like me and my mom was for Kerry and stuff, which I didn't really know why yeah. I was for Kerry. Right, yeah. I was like my mom is, you know, yeah, you know. I just go go about what I vaguely understood through my right. fourth grade mind on ABC News. Um and then in two thousand eight, you know, both of my parents uh voted for Obama and like I was like, Oh yeah, Obama's winning and my sister, you know, uh she was like, Hillary Clinton is gonna win and I was like, No, she doesn't need to win. I was like, you know, eighth grade well, yeah, this is eighth grade, like seventh, eighth grade sexist mindset was like, She's a woman, she can't be president or all right. stuff. How's she gonna go to war? And it was like, Oh yeah. no, that's idiotic now. But um, and then 2012 is really when I started being explicitly political. Uh, and so, like, I was, I understood a lot more. I think I was in the 10th grade at that time. And so, um, yeah, I, if I could have voted, I probably would have voted for Obama then. And uh, my parents did not vote for Obama because of his stances on gay marriage mm-hmm. and abortion, which abortion was already kind of known, but they, the gay marriage thing was not really right, known. Yeah, was it was kind of like iffy, you know, and stuff. And then, in 2016, they did not vote for either Hillary Clinton or Donald mm-hmm. Trump. I voted for Hillary Clinton. I I self-identify as a Democrat, so maybe that make make y'all turn off. You know, I don't know. It is what it is. That's, hey, that's not a problem because that is that should not be a deciding factor <laughs> well, for why you're listening right now. Well, you know, I, you know, some people, you know, when it talk talk about church and the politics, like, you know, I've heard. Mainly, mainly from you know white Christians in the South that say you know like they were raised in churches that basically said like you can't be a Christian and be Republican like if you and I've heard like you know being a Republican is a requirement for church membership right. in some places and it's like that's crazy it's like Jesus what Jesus are you following right. that would let you say something like that I'm just like okay you know well I mean I think to I think to apply our political system onto Christianity in the first place <laughs> is, is really like, ignorant <laughs> it's like if you were to say either or I'm like no I think Jesus would have done flipped everybody's table yeah. and yeah, left yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah literally yeah I but I do think this though I do think this uh and this is kind of like where I go because I mean I've I'm sure y'all know, like, I have a desire to run for office and things like that. Not saying this is, like, my, you know, my my announcement. No, 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 no. I well, wouldn't dare. Brian for 20, what? <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Whatever. Whatever yeah. Um, but, no, in all seriousness, it's like, um, poli- I think our Christianity should inform our politics, you know? Um, and so, like, for me, as a person that self-identifies as a Democrat, you know, there's things that I love about the Democratic platform. The fact that they care about people that are oppressed, or it seems like they care a little bit more, or they say they care a little bit more, which, you know, both parties have racist, you know, oppressive tendencies. Right. I'm not going to say, say one is perfect. Uh, but I I like their platform more. I like some of the things that they stand for, like making sure, like, people are taken care of and things like that. I'm a firm believer that if, you know, if business isn't going to take care of something, like, government should do it, you know. I honestly think that the church should be taking care of a lot of these things, but that's a, we can get to that right, later. Right, yeah, that's a whole We can get to, get to yeah. that later, but, you know, Christianity informs, like, the, the values that I hold as a, as a Democrat, but, you know, I mean, the word is very clear on certain things, you know, about, you know, how, you know, lifestyle should be and, like, what we should and shouldn't do right. in terms of, like, abortion and gay marriage, and so, you know, like, or, or not gay marriage, just homosexuality in general, you know? And so I think, you know, definitely, like, 
when Republicans say, you know, like, I, I, I used to somewhat, like, agree, like, oh, yeah, it should, you know, be illegal and stuff. And I kind of have a more nuanced view, which I'll touch on that later, too. Um, but, you know, I think that in in order, you know, you talk about information and understanding, it, like we were talking about earlier, Christianity uh, is our identity. That is our right. main identity. The, yeah. And so, like, we should allow our faith to inform us about everything, especially on politics, because you're affecting people's lives with oh, decisions yeah. that you make. Your vote for whoever you vote for is hurting or helping someone. Mm-hmm. And whatever you do, like granted, everything's gonna, it's, something's gonna hurt people, something, you're not gonna help everybody in every policy decision that you make. But what you should do is say, okay, is this what Christ would want me to do? And is this something that is gonna, is this something like, can can I honestly say like, I feel comfortable with this decision that I made? Right. Um, you know, and some people might say, well, how as a Christian can you be comfortable, you know, saying that you voted for Hillary Clinton and you would vote for Obama? Well, I'd be like, how can you be comfortable voting for Donald Trump? Yeah. Like, I mean, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. Well, and I think, I think the bad thing about politics is, is we're, I mean, I know a lot of people say it's like, oh, well, you can vote anyone into office. No, like, there's a very specific line. You're going to get, you know, a Republican or a Democrat in yeah, office. Like, yeah. I understand that, like, people are saying, oh, well, the, you know, independent parties are gaining ground. Yeah, like, 2%. so yeah. marginally. <laughs> like, there within is the a monopoly. Error. You know, even within government, you know, you hear this a lot about business of, like, you know, government pro- prohibiting monopolies in business but no one's prohibiting government from having monopolies in government yeah and uh and just going to what you were saying about uh about just like the identification within church or whatever i think it's hard for a lot of christians because i don't think i know like me personally i didn't i wasn't in donald trump's camp i wasn't hillary clinton's camp like i didn't know how to vote because like how do you vote your conscience with when neither of the options presented to you yeah. are conscionable decisions? You know what I mean? And I think that's a big problem within mm-hmm. just like on yeah. a personal level yeah. within people with church is yeah. like you have to like weigh these pros and cons mm-hmm. and you really feel responsible because uh, while I don't agree with everything Trump does by any means and things he says and in all of his policies, <laughs> I, I definitely don't agree with Hillary clinton yeah. either you know yeah, yeah, and like yeah. a lot of the yeah. stuff the decisions she made and, and some of the you know i mean the corruption on both ends you know yeah, what i mean and yeah. so like vote your conscience is like kind of like the popular thing thrown out and it's like if i voted my conscience i'd stay at home but yeah. then you have an obligation to your country yeah. to vote so. well i think i think so for example like my parents they voted for everything else except for president they've they, they've done that the past two okay. elections um <clears throat> Now, me personally, as someone that voted for Hillary Clinton and someone that, you know, again, does not agree with, I think she has some definitely some black marks on her record, you know, but every politician does. So I'm, I'm not expecting perfection yeah. from my politicians and things like that. I'm expecting honesty uh, and truth, uh, you know, as someone that thinks that Donald Trump is like quite honestly, the worst president that we've ever elected, you know, I think that based just, just based upon like what he said, you know, this man said 
I mean, for example, uh, last night he was like, I don't need to prepare for my meeting with Kim Jong-un. What the heck? Like, yeah. come on, come on, my dude. Like, yeah. you, you're like, I prepared for my test. I prepared for this podcast. Like, you telling me you don't have to. Pre- okay. He's definitely but, a little egotistical. Yeah. Just a little bit. You know, but the thing is, is like, you know, for me, I, I looked at it and said, okay, like, you know, I, I pray for Donald Trump. I pray for Hillary Clinton. They're like, that's not, that's no doubt. But it was like, for me, it was like, okay, you know. This man is antithetical to the gospel. This man said, this man said to a bunch of Christians that I've never had to ask God for forgiveness. Right. And I was like, what? You know, so for me, I was like, okay, this man is whatever. But I also understand where you people like you and my parents come from, where you're like, well, both of these people are horrible. Both of these people I don't feel like are, you know, and I'm saying that this what y'all said not necessarily me, but you know. If this is what I feel on this, that you know, both of these people don't work for me, well, then you know what? Let's let me let me let me not vote in this. But you do still have a a duty to you know. Right. Uh, and I don't really subscribe to the opinion where if like you, if you don't vote for president, you're part of the problem. If you legit think that there should be other people for president and these two options, I don't like them. You know, don't vote. Like in elections that I don't know about, I don't vote in them. Like I, I just am like I'm not gonna. Just vote for somebody yeah. just because like they're on the ballot. I'm yeah. gonna vote for the things that I know about. Yeah, don't just know? go click the R or the D just yeah, because yeah, yeah. of your political and, stance. And that's the thing, like going back to the church and politics is like one of the reasons why a lot of young people are leaving is because of this indoctrination of the church to say, Well, you should vote Republican because of abortion and gay marriage. Right. Um and Those hot ticket items. Yeah, hot yep. ticket items. Jesus definitely cares about sin in our lives. Like Absolutely. in general. Yeah. In general. You know, like we just talked about racism. We talked about the last one is a sin, you know. So he cares about that too. Um, but I don't think you can sum up Jesus on these on those two issues of like, well, Jesus is against gay marriage because it's in the Bible and you know it says you can't be homosexual in the Bible and all this different stuff. And it, abortion is murder, you know, and all this different stuff. So, you know, I'm gonna vote because the Republicans said they're against that and they're God and country and all this different mm-hmm. stuff. And when we synonymize Christianity with a political party, whichever one, or we synonymize it with the American dream, we have watered down the gospel and we basically said, like, you know, Jesus is only this, and it makes it uh, it makes the gospel that much harder to minister to people because that's what we're about, yeah. you know, as Christians, you know. Well, I think it's interesting because how we're talking about, like, uh, church and politics and how churches, like, push certain political agendas. Yeah. I think it's interesting even more to me that political agendas either push or denounce Christianity to sway votes. Yeah. And I think it's all interesting because there's the whole separation of church and state mm-hmm. thing, which I want to touch on, like yeah. what that even means. Yeah. And like, yeah. We, can I think we right talk now. about yeah. that, but let's talk yeah. about what that means. But yeah. I think it's so interesting because, uh, you know, and I'm not necessarily going to throw my political stances out on yeah. here, you know, yeah. like I said, I'm, I'm typically a little more conservative, but I am a little more middle of the road. So like I, I have a conscience both ways, you know, yeah. Yeah. and like I can definitely, as I've gotten older, can identify both ways mm-hmm. in different things. Uh, I am not a fan of Donald Trump. I'm also not a fan of Hillary, like we already <laughs> yeah, kind of discussed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's interesting that like the hot ticket items that were pushed so much with the Republicans lately has been those things like abortion and uh, defund uh, Planned Parenthood and all of these things that like pull on the heartstrings of rural evangelical America. Yeah. And like now... Well, you know why they do that, though. 
I mean, it's to pull votes. Yeah, but the thing is, is it's because the church has not really taken a stance. That's true. Of like, we aren't for sale. And so mainly rural white evangelical Christians and even urban white evangelical Christians have sold themselves and said, and and, and I think a lot of groups sell themselves. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, but we're talking about the church. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of groups sell themselves and say, okay, as long as you say these two things, you know, oh, you yeah. know, you know, as long as you say certain things like the buzzwords, like yeah, you know, I was about to say it's buzzwords. Yeah, but the thing is, it's like it's idolatry. You know, basically, we have put up political power as the way to get the gospel and to make Jesus' mm-hmm. kingdom come to earth. And I do think politics matters. I do think working in government matters for Christians. But it isn't this thing of where it's like you know. We're just going to sell ourselves, right. you know, to a party just because we want these things. Right. And I've seen this. And so I'm going to talk. I'm talking a little bit about Republicans yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, I've seen this in like the Democrat yeah, yeah. side, too. Exactly. Um, maybe not as much church push, but almost like the opposite of being like <laughs> exactly being, uh, I guess, trendy and being yeah. um, open mindedness yeah, of, yeah, yeah. for the Democrats yeah. and kind of trying to appease everyone type thing. But specifically with talking uh, Donald Trump and Republican side. Something that I've noticed that's really bothersome to me is how people, if I were to have done some of the things, <laughs> even recently, that Donald Trump has said or done, and I'm not talking back to some of the, the things he said about women. I'm talking about, like, more recently, just some of the... the like his tweets and stuff. Yeah, just now. some of the basic <laughs> statements. Not, not any of the, you know, sexual misconduct. We all know that happens all in... Like, that's politics. Politics yeah. attracts high egos, and those are, you know... I mean... But just some of the basic things that have gotten said, as a Christian, I guarantee you my phone will be blowing up <laughs> asking me where my heart's at. Yeah. But yet, like, you can get on Facebook and see these, uh, these I, I guess they're memes, I guess, like, screenshots of all it's this. Like, it's Jesus like, Jesus behind Donald Trump. Right. It's like <laughs> the the second coming, like, yeah. almost like Donald Trump is the white stallion that Jesus yeah. is riding in. Yeah. And it's like, no. what is this? That's a weird mental picture. <laughs> Sorry. No, I, I, like, when I see the, you know, what's crazy to me is, you know, I mean, regardless of your political beliefs, you know, you look at, like, and I don't want to turn this into a referendum on Donald Trump, because I think there's a lot bigger issues. He's a symptom, not the problem. Right. Um, But you look at Donald Trump and, you know, a very crude, lewd, sexual, like, sexual man that's very crass, like, calls people animals and, like... Like you said, just look at some of the recent stuff. You're like, this is not Christ-like. Well, he's a celebrity. Yeah, he's I mean, a celebrity. Yeah, yeah. He plays it just yeah. like every celebrity does. And you, know? you look at, like, Obama, regardless of your political beliefs, he was a man like that, like, walked in integrity, I believe, and, you know, really, like, honored his wife, honored his kids, you know, was was someone, you know, if you look at, like, his principles not to say his politics but his principles as a human being you would say okay these are principles that i would want my son my daughter anybody to uphold i'm gonna say this coming from a conservative background just like to clear the air of this like i was not a fan of his presidency yeah but i will say as far as like the family side of things he was very inspirational yeah like we've talked about you know we may not have like voted for him or i don't even think we were old you may have been I, I didn't. Yeah, I was old enough that um, I did not vote for him. But, um, like, we've talked about, like, we may not have voted for him, but we would love to, like, just sit down for dinner well, like, with him. Even my like, dad. My dad's a person. pretty conservative dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah. like, you know, my dad's, like, pretty conservative. Yeah. And uh, 
but he's like very respectful in mm-hmm. that. And he's like, even he has said like, while Obama was not the person that I would ever vote for, mm-hmm. I can imagine sitting down and having a conversation with him and thoroughly enjoying his company. Yeah, yeah. And so, and so the thing is that stark contrast. But you hear, you hear from like churchgoers of like. There's no doubt that Donald Trump is a Christian and stuff. And, and I'm Obama like, was the Antichrist. He, he was a are- Muslim and all this different stuff. And I'm like, okay, give a man that said that he has never asked God for forgiveness ever to a man, regardless of whether you think he's a Christian or not. I don't think that I can, I or right, anybody can personally place. judge. Yeah. You know, I can only go by the fruit. So the fruit of Barack Obama would suggest that he would, if even if he doesn't say he's a Christian, he's ex. ex- Lord Jesus, <laughs> displaying Christ-like mentalities yeah. in the sense of like his actions towards his family and just his his integrity that he walks with versus a man that says, I've never asked God for forgiveness and just walks in no integrity. All and acts in, like you know, God. And acts like God. So come on. I'm like, you know, so I think I don't want to get too too hyped up on this, but because <laughs> it just, it, it, it really grinds my gears when I see this because I'm like, Judging by the fruit of what the word says and how we want our leaders to right. be, Donald Trump is in. Donald Trump is like King Ahab, basically. Right. Yeah, you know, very, very anti-God and stuff like that. But you can, but because he says like, "Oh, I'm a Republican and I love Jesus," you know, it's just like, no, we're going to forgive it. We got to have grace. But for Obama, he's a Muslim. He's anti-Christ. All this different stuff that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. You and know? so. And like, okay, that's an interesting we thing. Move, and I want to move off of this because this is too much. Well, and no, yeah. I like this is yeah. an interesting thing because yeah. you had on the Republican ballot, you had people like Donald Trump running next to Ben Carson. Yeah. And I think, I don't know much about Ben Carson, yeah, but he's yeah, a pretty yeah. solid dude when you hear him talk. Like, yeah. as far as faith goes, mm-hmm. if we as Christians wanted someone to represent Christianity. We would not have had Donald Trump. Yeah, it as... would have been Ben Carson. Like, the dude. <laughs> you would have picked pretty much anybody else except for him. Yeah. <laughs> right. And yeah. so. Like, and I guess that's where, like, it kind of goes back to the whole identification. Do we identify as Republican or Democrat or Christian? You know, because if, go ahead. I was just going to say, sometimes I think as Christians, we glorify politics as our religion. And we place our political um, leaders above Christ. Yeah. And so, like, we say, like, oh, yeah, we're Christian, but we also are Trump followers or whichever way. And we seem to go by of like what they said instead of what the Bible says. Like if they're yeah. against the things that we're against, that's basically all we base yeah. it on. And yeah. we never like look, you know, past the surface level. Yeah. Well, and, and that kind of goes with like, that's, that's part of my frustration is like, uh, so something I heard pretty regularly, cause like I said, I have a like, you know, family dynamic and mm-hmm. everything like that. It's pretty yeah. conservative. Yeah. And something I heard is like, well, we have to vote for Donald Trump cause he's the only one that has a chance against, uh, you know, against Hillary or Killery. And, uh, and so... <laughs> well, you had, you had definitely other people that had a, a really good chance against... Well, and that's my yeah. thing is, like, if, yeah. if we as, like, you know, okay, so, yeah, uh, Christianity, like mm-hmm. the uh, conservative Christianity as a yeah, whole yeah. is a pretty big percentage of America. Yeah. And if we're trying to vote our conscience here, like I said, and I'm not trying to, like, run a campaign for Ben Carson, but, like, yeah. of all the guys I knew, like... This dude's the one that's actually trying to represent faith, yeah, and not just like, you know, slander and play dirty the yeah, whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, we have to vote our conscience, which is let's push for the one who has a chance. Which he I don't dirty, right? Because yeah. because oh well, he's the one that plays on the level or what? I don't. Yeah. I, I don't it's just, it's strange to it's, me. It's again, I go back to what I said earlier. It's idolatry. 
And so we have made politics our idol. And basically, God is saying like, okay, you've made politics your idol for so long. I'm going to make a fool of you. Right. And I'm going to make a fool. You remember in uh, in 1 Samuel, I think, it talks about how like the when the Philistines brought the Ark of the Covenant in and they in, into their camp and like their gods fell down before them and stuff. Or, and there's other examples of like in Israel where like they idols and different stuff happens. Uh, but basically, like anytime like there was an idol god or the wrong god was not in, came before God, it fell. Mm-hmm. And so like this is, I'm really hoping like this is the reckoning of politics and Christianity because I think even on even on the Democratic side, I want to talk about Black Christians for a little bit. Um, you know, we they voted for Obama in overwhelming numbers. Oh yeah, and the majority the majority of uh, of African Americans. Uh, are Christians for the most part. And so, you know, we have to deal with the fact, you know, that, you know, for the most part, you know, so I'll just say this and I don't really care if people get mad at me or not. But like, so the way that I view, and this is kind of going into some church and state stuff, which we can get to in a little second after this, is that the way that I view things is that they're my religious beliefs, Mm -hmm. which are my personal beliefs about different issues. So, you know, I don't like drugs. I don't like, you know, alcohol. I don't like, you know... Uh, different things, and so the word informs my opinion, or and the way I've been right. taught informs my opinion. And so I was taught, raised to think that you know, uh, homosexuality is a sin, and you know, abortion is murder, all the different stuff. This is that, and so those were my political beliefs too. Um, but the, the you know, it talks about the separation of church and state, and that's something I firmly believe in because I don't think that the government should be involved in the promotion of a religion. I think that yeah. because anytime that people promote religion through government usually it's to subjugate kill oppress mm-hmm. people right, and right. i don't and i don't want that i don't want that. and i don't think people really can do that in a proper way uh so you know if this is what we're taught you know and you have this man that says you know this is what we're for you know i think that the democrats have to answer and to be inclusive of religious people you know especially christians because i think the democratic party is becoming more and more anti christian in their uh, rhetoric and things like that. And this is someone that self-identifies as that. So, you know, I think that's becoming more popular popular to be anti-Christian in the Democratic Party. And I think they're going to alienate black Christians and we, or, or just Christians in general, uh, but mainly as black Christians that identify as Democrats. So we have to address and call them out. And that's the thing that, that like Christ compels us to do. Christ compels us to say, you know what? If there are things going on wrong in our culture, it, we are to call to repentance. Yeah, and, you know, regardless of what your political party is, you know, you have to say, okay, I like a lot of the things that this party stands for. If you're Republican, Democrat, Independent, Green, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, I like some of the things that these parties stand for, but it's almost like when Christ addresses the church. I still have some things against you. And these things, you know... In order for us to really vote our conscience, you can vote your conscience and say, okay, this person isn't perfect. Like, I don't agree with some things on them. But it causes us to pray. It causes us to love. It causes us to call those people out when they're wrong. Mm-hmm. To be prophets in our own, not in the sense of like a calling, but in the sense of like, that is something that we all can partake of in right. prophecy and saying like, you know what? Hey, this is wrong what you're doing right here. Like, you need to change that because this is what the word of God says. And so I think we can do that. But the problem is, it's like when we can, when we say power is Christ-like because power really isn't Christ-like in the sense of like us 
esteeming ourselves highly, right. you know? Well, I think a lot of times we uh, kind of sell off our rights as Americans, yes. you know, as the, you know, members of the United States of America in yeah, the yeah. sense of like, we vote for the one person to lead us. And in reality, we need to vote for the person that's closest to our hearts and realize we have the authority to band together and change what we still don't like. Yes. You know, like yes. there is that freedom. Like we are the ones who put people into power. Yeah. Every person's has, you know, and a lot of people like conspiracy, yeah. whatever, like, oh, well, we don't have the power. We think we yeah. yes. Illuminati on yeah, it. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this isn't that type of podcast. You know? <laughs> there are those podcasts out there, yeah, you know, yeah. but that's yeah. not us. Uh, but, like, we have the authority where we can vote with our dollar. We can mm. vote with our opinion. We can vote with uh, peaceful protest. We can yeah. vote with, um, you know, our ballot. We can yeah. vote with our, our platform that we have. And we have a bigger platform than ever now yeah, with the, with the dawn of technology yeah. and yeah. everything. Like, everyone has a platform. And I think that – and just touching on what you are saying about the Democratic Party becoming less um, – or kind of alienating Christians – I think that it's kind of like, I think politics has used religion to pit each other against each other. Yeah. Um, because you have the Republicans who have pretty much capitalized yeah. on the Christian ticket, on the Christian yeah. uh, you know ideals, the ideology, and they've picked up these big, like controversial things that have happened in the mm -hmm. United States of America's history, and they have kind of claimed those for themselves, and like mm -hmm. we stand against this and this and this, and they're those hot ticket buzzword items yeah. where they can kind of, uh, you know, it's 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 kind of like going to a motivational speaker. It's it's yeah. fluffy and it sounds yeah. good, and so we we kind of draw to them. Yeah. But you have another whole other section of America yeah. who are people who don't identify mm -hmm. with with th that faith and who who feel alien. You have um, homosexuals who feel alienated by. Yeah. by Christians in, yeah. from past who have, yeah. you know, basically told them they're sinners de destined for hell, you know, yeah. and who have who have preached hatred instead of love. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, kind of made Christianity an exclusive yeah. thing versus, yeah. you know, Jesus who said, like, all people yeah. disciples, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so, and I think the Democrats have capitalized on that and said, yeah. you know what, no, you're, we, we are your people, but they have pushed the, the Christians away yeah. because they're now the enemy. And see, yeah. in the in the Republicans, and, and like this is generalized, super yeah, yeah, generalized. Yeah, yeah. Super they make generalized. everybody that's different from you, like the right. Other, yeah. And so, like you have the Christian Republicans pitted against the dirty outside world, yeah. and that even includes the Democratic Christians yeah. because yeah. they're not real Christians anymore. Yeah, and exactly. then you have the because I've I've heard so many people say, "How can you be a Democrat and be a Christian?" Well, I would like to introduce him to <laughs> Brian Jamal Gregory. Well, no, because. So here's I want to ask you a question real quick. Yeah. So you I want because I want to touch on separation of church and state because I really think that there's some important points to bring out here. How do you, what do you think should how do you think that as a Christian you should balance like the desire for like the world to be Christ-like right. and to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth versus the idea of America and it's a good idea that you know no one religion should be dominant. Right. No one no there should be no one religion that's dominant and no one religion that's persecuted. Right. But that the government is going to say, we are neutral, we're going to stay out of this thing. Well, I like to go back to the original like foundation of the United yeah. States of America with yeah. that. Yeah. And uh, and not in the sense like the traditional way of like, we were founded on the gospel. Like, we, were not. Not, <laughs> we were not. Found on because the we had slavery and sexism and all that different stuff. Right. Come on now. <laughs> we were founded because of... Uh, 
of religious oppression. Yeah. We, we had a religious oppression from the Catholic Church. Yeah. And that was a big reason for the creation of the new, you know, the new world. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I think that it's important to realize, like, the government basically said, because at the time, Catholicism had controlled government. Like, Catholicism yeah. was the government. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Uh, and I think that they realized, like, the, the gospel wasn't really being like they didn't have any idea of what was going on yeah. really like it was corrupt it was it was uh it was there's was too much power in one you know too yeah. many eggs in one basket yeah, because yeah. the church controlled uh people's souls their bodies their yeah. money like yeah. everything about a person the, the church exactly. controlled and uh and so that was a big reason of the separation of church from state. I, yeah. I'm not a history guy. Yeah, like yeah. I'm sure someone's out there is going to be like, well, actually. But- well, I mean, uh, <laughs> I am the one actually yeah, guy. that's fine. But, no, but it's like, so re- it was in Great, when Great Britain came here, it was the Anglican church that was the oppressor. Okay. Because they had already separated after the Protestant Reformation. Okay. But your point is well taken that it was that. Right. Yeah. And so, like, thank you. Like I yeah. said, I'm not a history no, no, no. guy. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> I can also talk- know, like, alarms, like, people are going to be like, oh, my gosh, it's so wrong. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> that please, fine. please correct me on that. Um, and so, like, we had that separation to keep that from happening again, to keep the church yeah. from becoming an oppressive uh, force again, and mm-hmm. to keep politics uh, separate. So I think that, in a sense, there's supposed to kind of be balances on the same mm-hmm. pendulum. Yeah. That means, but in order to have a balance, you can't have things going from both sides to the other. Mm-hmm. You know, to keep a balance, there has to be a separation. If you have, you know, the traditional weight that's like the pole with the two hooks yeah. hanging down, you know, you have church on one, you have state on the other. You can't take some of church and drop it over into state, or it's going to be too heavy one way, yeah. and, uh, and and vice versa. I think religion was never intended to be part of politics. I don't think Jesus was a political man. I think Jesus was very much. Um, oriented for what his father wanted and that's you know i guess like some people could say well i mean jesus was political because you know there's politics for heaven and all that and it's it's way too deep (laughs) for my too much saint augustine right there (laughs) but uh i think that it's it's important for i don't even remember what point i was going to originally here but i think it's important for churches to realize like republican democrat independent uh like you said green party whatever you are um their their beliefs as Christians doesn't necessarily indicate like you can like you said you are a uh, a Christian who identifies as a Democrat mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean that oh I'm you're not a true Christian because yes okay so they identify with inclusiveness or they or let's say the Democrats you know well they support gay marriage and they support abortion well yes. But that doesn't mean you voted for gay marriage and abortion. Yeah. yeah. You voted for uh, helping the poor yeah. and inclusiveness and love and like yeah. that that side of it. And your heart is to try to help better America to sway away from abortion and yeah. sway away yeah. from that. Yeah. And so <clears throat> you voted for for something mm-hmm. and the things you're against is what your heart is to change. Kind yeah. of like as a Republican, yeah. if you vote for someone you're voting against those things of like, uh, you know, you may be voting against abortion, against, um, uh, you know, those hot ticket items. Yeah, but assisted at the same suicide time, or something like that. You right. Know, yeah, but yeah. at the same time, if you're not going out and trying to help the Republican Party be more for the poor, be more for mm-hmm. inclusiveness and love, yeah. then you're the same problem. Yeah, like, yeah. you notice, yeah. like, no matter which coin you're voting for, you're voting for something, but yeah. you also need to realize, like, you you voted against... You, you have to go and pursue the same things your party's not doing because yeah. neither of them are true, accurate representations well, 
of the gospel. I mean, and neither one is perfect. Like you said, like there's pros and cons to both, you know? And so like, sometimes I think like we put, I don't know, too much of our faith into politics, Mm -hmm. whichever side you're going on, you know, specifically as a Christian, because, you know, there are some democratic Christians and some Republican Mm -hmm. Christians and they always think like, not always, but a lot of times like they pity pit, um, like politics get them like uh, pitted against each other, and one thing is, or one uh, party is thinking that they're doing the right thing, and the other one thinks they're doing the right thing. I yeah. think like it all just needs to come down to humility. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, exactly. like you said, understanding where the other side is coming yes. from. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'll, real quick. I, I mean, I have a friend. One of my really close friends mm-hmm. is very like identifies very liberal. He identifies mm-hmm. as a Democrat. And one of the things like we were talking about, and I'm not getting into this yeah. topic, uh, just it's not gun control. Yeah, we were talking about violence in schools. Yeah, and one of the things like he was saying that like he had to realize because he's super passionate of like, you know, he comes from a background like you know hunting stuff like that's not really in his yeah. background. Yeah, you know, and of course like my family, it's like they hunt to keep, you know, meat in the freezer and like, you know, like it's a yeah. different world. Yeah, you know? it's two different worlds. Yeah, yeah. And like, it, while we can all agree violence in schools is a terrible thing. Yeah. One side believes we need more guns to stop the violence because <laughs> yeah. that's going to defend the schools. The other yeah. side says take all of them away. Yeah. And the other side saying, well, then the the bad people are still going to have them. Yeah. And the other side saying, well, not if you do this and this and this. And then this side saying, well, you're being too regulatory and taking freedom. And yeah. so you have both sides arguing for the same thing. Mm-hmm. They both, no one wants the people violence. to die yeah. in schools. Yeah. No one yeah. wants that. No yeah. one in their right mind wants yeah. that. Christian, non-Christian, it doesn't matter. Yeah. No one wants to see people die. Yeah. And you have both sides arguing extremes, and there's a lot of other things that come into play, mm-hmm. like different lobbyists on both sides who are trying to yeah. sway the votes yeah. and all that. But, yeah. Like, that's what he and I were coming to the, like, understanding, because I'm kind of somewhere in the middle on that too, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I think, you probably need some, but not as much as right, people are like, saying. Yeah, I yeah. think like people who you know have taken the time and like, but then again, like assault weapons. You know, I'm kind of yeah, in the yeah, middle yeah, there. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think both parties are trying or believe so passionately about this subject because both people want violence to stop, mm-hmm. but because there's like this butting of heads, nothing gets done. They're not listening you know? to yeah, each exact, other. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and so. So on church, because I have some interesting opinions on this. So kind of want to lay this out. So we want to talk about Jesus. And, right. you know, Jesus talks about how I didn't come uh, come to establish an earthly. When he actually, no, when Jesus says he comes to establish a kingdom, the Jews thought it meant like to right. dethrone the Romans and things like that. But he was talking about the spiritual kingdom. Right. Um, you know, and but at the same time, he called out the religious political leaders of the day, the Pharisees, Sadducees, and the priests and stuff, because they weren't doing, because basically they weren't doing what uh, the what they, they said their law, they basically weren't following their own laws. Right. Um, excuse me. And a lot of it was done just as this thing of like, you know, okay, hey, I'm going to, you know, we're going to make these laws, but I'm going to do what I want. Um and you know, but also you took it talks about in Romans thirteen it talks about how government is ordained by God and basically right. like you know, uh, people are put in place regardless of whether they're evil or good they're put in place by God for that specific time and you know and Acts talks about 
everyone is put in every nation for appointed time, appointed season, all the different stuff. Right. So we that is the framework that as Christians we operate under. You know, the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord; he turns it whatever way he will. In Proverbs, right. all different things. So you got that, and then you have this thing of where it's like you know we don't need to make idols of of the world. Basically, mm-hmm. like we're in this world, but not of this world. So. That that should just basically kill all the the political idolatry right there, but it doesn't, and that's fine. You, well, not fine, but you know what you get right. what I'm saying. Um, and so, kind of going back to what I was saying about abortion, gay marriage, because I don't think I really finished that. Is that you know I personally don't believe as a Christian. You know I can tell someone, hey, you know that doesn't I that doesn't believe the same way that I do. Right. That you should that because of my beliefs that you shouldn't be able to do what you want with your body or you shouldn't love who you want to love. Now, granted. The word is very clear on on certain things, but because of I believe that there should be a separation of church and state, I don't believe that I can I can tell you, hey, I want you to be a Christian because that's the, that's the thing that we should focus on. You know, is that we want we want to we we want the gospel to be shared so people can be saved and be loved by Jesus. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you're saved and loved by Jesus, Jesus will deal with you. On certain things. You know, I always find this interesting. You know, people talk about how we want God and stuff like that, you know, and, you know, it talks about being drunk and things like that. But you don't really see Christians protesting about people getting drunk with alcohol and stuff like that. Right. You know, people say, you know, people say, you know, for example, you know, that, uh, you know, in Christianity, it talks about egotism and gluttony and all these different things. I don't see too many Christians protesting against, you know, like all the fast food restaurants and right. all the different stuff. But, you know, but you or know, Black Friday. But, you know, or Black Friday, you know, all this different stuff. And it's like, okay, if we're going to say that, you know, Christianity should be in politics all the way, you know, and that means we should be for it across the board, not right. just for gay marriage and abortion, but for every single issue. And some of the, and, but when I say like, oh, Christianity should protest against gluttony, that seems kind of silly, doesn't it? But it's the same thing that we do with these issues and, and it's turning people away because basically what we're saying is these issues matter more because we're not like that. And right. because we're not like that, you can't be like that either. And that's not Christ-like because Christ really only called out the church. He never really called out people that weren't of the church. He called them to repentance right. and love. Well, and if anything, yeah. he loved them. Just going yes. back to he, we he just loved about, them. Yeah. Going back to the like last episode yeah. of the Samaritan woman, yeah. he took the time to say, "Hey, I, I, you know, I identify with yes. you. Like yeah. you can have." What I have, yes. I love you yeah. despite the sin. Yeah. Going to the the uh, you know, when he drew the line in the sand for the woman being st- you know persecuted for uh, having a, the affair. Yeah, you know he's he was literally saying, "Who among you can throw stones at her? If yeah. you, who are your accusers? You know, like yeah. if you if you among you who among you can yeah. you know if you're without sin you can cast yeah. a stone. They all yes. leave. Mm-hmm. And so I think that we have like these mentalities Mm -hmm. that is uh i'm going to pit myself against this and this and this with a holier than thou yeah right and and then another big thing is we like to rally as as christians like to rally behind stuff and i think so many times we preach separation of church and state but we uh we really expect our political leaders to do what the church should be doing, and, you know, we, and that was that was the point I wanted to get to about yeah. like the separation of church and state. The last point I want to get to was that a lot of times, like when it comes to healthcare, you know, I'm a firm believer that everybody should have healthcare in some way, shape, or form. Not saying it should be the government or not. Right. I don't. I think right now it's not being supplied by anybody, so the government should take care of it. But like when it comes to poverty, healthcare, like you know, 
you, you know, when it comes to like just a lot of different issues, racism, whatever. I honestly, it, for me, it would be better that the government doesn't get involved because I don't think that because not everybody in government is a Christian. They're not right, going to come equipped. up. They're, they're not equipped to really deal with it because there's really all of these things are heart issues that we need to deal with. And if we're going to show love, you know, Jesus acted in the ministry of healing. He acted in the ministry of of feeding people and all these and ministering to people. And the church has all those tools and we're equipped to do it, but we don't. You know, and again, not everybody is called to do everything, but as many churches as we have, as all these different things, oh, yeah. there should be there should be more resources poured into helping others. But again, because and this is really, 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 sorry, uh, both conversations that we talk about racism and now politics. It what it really is is a referendum on where the church is right now. Oh yeah, because the church should be more about loving other people and taking care of other people. That is what Christ calls us to do. But because we don't do that, the government has to get involved. And I think government and church can work together, like they work together on sex trafficking and adoption and all these other different things. And I, but I think that the church has to take a greater role in saying, you know what, we're going to make sure that you know people that need, if you can afford it, because everybody, every church can afford. Right. You know, my church, we do uh, like quarterly health clinics, you know, just to like check everybody's blood pressure and blood sugar. That's a service unto the Lord. You know, when you go out and, you know, we also like do stuff where we feed people every Saturday uh, when we go out and witness. That's service to the Lord. We're doing, right. we're providing a social service and a spiritual service. Well, and the church has to be more like that. I think that uh, a lot of times when we do our vote, we see that as our social service, which is super yeah. corrupt. That's yeah. not a good way to look at anything. But we see, like, I voted they checked this. They the box. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put, you know, I took my 30 minutes to go up there and fill out my ballot, and now it's my government's job, and I did my vote, and if they don't do their job, no. they'll, they're the yeah. ones that's going to have to suffer the wrath of God for that. That's silly. Yeah. You know, if anything, it's kind of going back to, like, the the mentality of, like, the, the old-timey scale. Mm-hmm. It's like we're taking government. Right now, America's unbalanced. The United yeah. States is super unbalanced because— the government is taking on a lot of the roles of the church. Like you were saying, mm-hmm. they're taking on health care. They're taking on, uh, you know, feeding the hungry. They're taking on uh, housing and things like that. Yeah. And those are roles that in a, in a you know, a perfect God-centered world, that wouldn't be an issue for the government. The government yeah. is there to take care of the, the basic economic runnings of the nation. It is yeah. there to make sure we, we're safe. Yeah. It's there to make sure that... Uh, the dollar bill has value. Mm-hmm. It's there to make sure that businesses cooperate and play nice. Yeah. It's there to keep system in order in the general, like the the function of the entire nation. Mm-hmm. You know, it is the the motor skills of yeah. the nation. The church is the heart. It's what pumps the life. Mm-hmm. And right now we're unbalanced yeah. because the government. You know, we have bigger government than we have yeah. bigger church. Yeah, and we need the church to start doing those things. Like, you know, taking over, like exactly what you're saying, like what your church is doing with uh, general health care screenings, things like that. All these things are the things the church should be doing. And if they would take the responsibility back instead of just saying, oh, I voted, it's the, poli- you know, it's my political yeah. leader's chance yeah. now, the, the system would balance. That's why it's church and state and the separation, because each one has a specific duty. Exactly. Going back to what we were talking about uh, last yeah, episode yeah, yeah. of like, the hand can't do what the head does. The foot yeah. can't do what the hand does. Like, yeah. they have their individual roles. But to me, like I said earlier about it going back to humility, is, like, we like to say that um, we're for or against whatever, but we don't actually want to do the work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, we like to be a part of 
like we like to have our name out there and be a part of this and stuff and like be recognized for the good things that we're doing, mm-hmm. but we don't really want to do the things that it takes to make the change. Which exactly. is sin. Yes. It's slothfulness. No. And that's the thing. I was going to say, like, all of these issues, all these issues come back to when Adam and Eve were in the garden and they basically said, you know, we're going to disobey God and we're going to we're going to know as much as God. Because what the thing that when he says about the tree of knowledge of good and evil, when we learned about evil, basically we learned what sin was. And, you know, poverty, that is sin because that's people being greedy. You know, people being hungry, that's people being gluttonous and greedy and all these different things. And so we if the church again views these issues as sin, and now I'm not saying I'm not saying that you know basically like that should be like our political beliefs that all of this is sin and like we basically need to vote for people that are going to eradicate the sin. Right, yeah. No, the church has to step up and say, you know what we we see that there's sin in the world and a lot of these issues, all of these issues that we have in the world are based on sin. Right. And if we change the hearts of people, if our hearts are correct in loving them, then we will be able to really address these things. And you know what, the government doesn't have to do so much, and they could can focus on the things that they need to focus on, not necessarily like these extra things that the church and religious organizations can really do. Um, and I think that would, that's honestly my hope for like church and politics is that, uh, is that the church becomes more, not more aware, but basically again, repents and says, you know what, we're going to do the things that we were called to do by Jesus, yeah, activated in the you know, and things like that. And, you know, I think things would be taken care well, of. Well, and a lot of church, and I know we're getting kind of yeah, long yeah, here, but yeah. uh, like uh, so many times churches, you have little churches that are struggling to get by. Mm-hmm. You have really big churches that are empire building. They yeah. want to build up and up and glorify them. They want to kind of become their own little government, mm-hmm. you know. Or God, you know. Yeah, you, yeah. and it's their, their own little tower of Babel, basically. And, uh, and instead of being outwardly focused and like... You have all these. You have churches that aren't even able. They're not even able to support themselves. You have churches that are hoarding, and like somewhere in the middle, you and like you have churches that are doing good things. Yeah, yeah. And we have got to learn to come together as the church, you know, and quit like that's a black church, that's a white church, that's a Republican church, that's a Democrat church. Oh well, those church that church over there is for this, so we can't be like no. We collective collect on the main things. The mm-hmm. main things. It's Love Christ, love your neighbor as yourself, and all exactly. of these commandments will follow. Exactly. And if we can come together on that and start behaving in the manner we were intended to behave, yeah, all of this stuff where we feel like we have to have strong political opinions in the church and things like that will mm-hmm. fall away. Yeah. Because then we're all going to be rallied under the same thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're yeah. all going to be. Uh, there won't be an issue with having to shut down abortion clinics because we're going to be taking care of those people before they get to that level. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're not going to have an issue of, oh, well, it's illegal to, you know, have gay marriage or whatever because we're going to be loving on those people and trying to show them Christ's love. And it doesn't matter if they're married or not. It doesn't matter if the state recognizes them as a couple or not. Mm -hmm. It didn't recognize them before the Obama administration. Yeah. You know, that doesn't stop them from existing together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that is is a piece of paper the government gives you. You know what I mean? Like, uh, nothing has changed. Yeah. It's just uh, our approach, and it's just the church has got to come together and unify themselves on this stuff and Mm -hmm. quit trying to grab onto these big ticket items and realize, like, we're all the same church. And the thing, and one last thing is like, at the end of the day, like, some things are just inconsequential. You know, like, 
I don't think that someone being someone I don't think that someone, you know, being gay or having an abortion in in some ways is consequential to the church in this sense. In the sense that, you know, or, you know, whatever it is cuz I don't want to just focus on those things cuz there's other things that oh, yeah. you, you know or or like, you know, those things aren't consequential because at the end of the day Christ, like you said, Christ compels us to love. Like you gave the example of the woman that almost got stoned. He told her, he said, go and sin no more. Right. That's what he said. He didn't say stop being a prostitute. He didn't say stop sleeping around with other men. He said, go and sin no more. And that encompasses a whole lifestyle of things. Oh, yeah. Not just the one specific issue. And like you said, the church stops attaching themselves to these big ticket items and really focuses on the whole person. Right. I think a lot of the issues that we care about will fall away. Oh, yeah. And we don't have to really worry about those things because the church is acting in the way. But, you know, the enemy wants us to act this way. So, you know, it's kind of like we got to fight against that. Yep. I mean, it's like kind of, you know, you look at the human body or whatever, and you're treating the symptoms, but you're not actually treating the problem. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And that's the church. We're, we, we, we are a body, and we're yeah. treating symptoms, and we're, we're, we're medicating symptoms, but we're not focusing on the problem that the body has exactly. in and of itself. Yeah. Well, do you have any closing things you would like to throw out there? Um, I would, I would say this for, as you know, one, this is an election season. And so, you know, it's kind of important to like, really, you know, to actually today, well, when we're recording this today's the uh, Arkansas primary. So if you haven't voted, go, well, it's too late. So never mind, I ain't gonna say that. But <laughs> vote in November. I would say like, definitely like get informed, pray before you vote. Yeah. That is really important. That's something like I try to practice like, uh, a lot you know pray before you vote do your research because there's nothing worse than being ignorant in voting there's literally nothing worse uh than that in terms of like politics so be informed and really like like challenge yourself challenge your neighbors challenge your church to really think about these issues uh in a whole person uh situated manner you know because i think if you do that then like a lot of issues that people have with the church and in the world will be eradicated so yeah absolutely and my last thing is don't believe everything you read on Facebook. Nope. Please do nope. not. Nope. Please do not. <laughs> okay. Brian, thank you so much yes, for joining you. us. Hopefully again. I wear y'all out. <laughs> no, man, you're good. Uh, <laughs> once again, uh, we didn't get to touch on this. We dove right into it. So uh, Brian is a co-host of the More Than Milk podcast. You can yes. find them. Uh, tell them where all they can find you. You can find us on Instagram, on Facebook at the More Than Milk Podcast. You can find me at Ashton on social media. You can friend, send us a friend request on Facebook if you like what you, you hear. You can uh, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Hopefully, we'll be getting some more uh, more places. We're off for the summer, but we will be back in the fall for more recordings. And so, just be looking out for more great stuff. Awesome, Brian. Thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank y'all for having me. Thank y'all. We'll talk to you soon. Just wanted to give Brian one more huge, huge thank you for coming, taking the time, and talking about this topic. Guys, be sure and check below and find him everywhere. Check his, check out their podcast, uh, the More Than Milk podcast. It's a great listen. And guys, as always, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at underscore TRP podcast, facebook.com forward slash The Reckless Pursuit podcast. You can find a link below to our Facebook community group. We'd love to have you a part. That's where we can keep the conversation going, even after the show closes. Guys, be sure and check out our website at therecklesspursuit.com. That has all of our information, our whole backlog of episodes, and you can send us an email or a voicemail from there, too. We greatly appreciate you taking the time to listen. Be brave. 
be bold, and be reckless. We'll talk soon. This week's episode is brought to you by Cedar Temple Trade Company. Cedar Temple is an apparel and home goods line on a mission to bring curiosity back to the Word of Christ with fresh, modern designs. They desire to not just spread the Word, but to look good doing it. Their shirts are some of the most comfortable tees you could wear, and they're constantly adding new products and designs to the mix. Oh, and did I mention that Cedar Temple is actually Elaine's and my very own brand? Yeah, that's right. When you order from Cedar Temple, you're helping Elaine and I do what we love and continue in our very own reckless pursuit. Because we are so thankful for all of you who take the time to listen to our show, Cedar Temple is offering a 20% discount on any single item you purchase. Head over to cedartemple.com and use offer code TRPPODCAST in all caps at checkout. That's T-R-P-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, all caps, at cedartemple.com. Now, go inspire. Um, all right. I guess we can get going on this episode then. Get this all wrapped up. <sighs> My allergies are just chill for a 